Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's the Final Third Podcast. Welcome back to the Final Third Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we're going to taste through some stuff from Isaiah's honeymoon. From my honeymoon, yeah. And some uh, other little samples, too. Yeah, we. it is kind of a uh, a whole sample platter here yeah. today. It's like it's like you're walking through Costco on a Saturday morning. Exactly, except for <laughs> Costco in St. Lucia. Yeah, yeah. We're also going to be smoking the, the brand new Aladino Sumatra, the limited edition Toro, and it's... Um, it's been selling great already. We've only had it for a couple of days, and it's a really good one. Might be one of my favorite Sumatras of the year I, so I far. am excited to try this, for sure. Um, it looks like a really nice and dark Sumatra, so part of me is just very hopeful it does the chocolatey thing that a lot of the Sumatras are doing. It, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah, yeah. Um, but today, yeah. we're going to be... I guess we'll start off on uh, this stuff that I brought home from St. Lucia. Um because Victoria and I were in St. Lucia for our honeymoon, and uh, I uh, brought back a couple bottles. So we'll start on this one. It's from uh, Chairman's Reserve. So in St. Lucia, there is one distillery that makes all of their labels. Chairman's Reserve and Ad- Admiral Rodney are kind of their uh, two biggest. Um, those are the more premium ones. I actually like the Chairman's Reserve stuff um, the best because the Admiral Rodney is blended in a way that it's just supposed to be smooth. And okay. this has a little it's bit a little more, more going on. So uh, this first one we're going to start off on is only 40%. That's kind of typical, typical with rums. Rum. Yep. Um, but it's the Forgotten Cass. The cool thing about this is that it is um, higher aged. I think it's 8 to 12 year aged rum in here. Okay. Um, the other thing is that it's a blend of pot and column still. So it's oh, just nice. a just a different style of distillation and uh yeah now have you gone down kind of the rabbit hole of learning that's good for me learning about um rum a little bit more about the history and all that stuff or have you i have not quite done it yet like uh this trip in saint lucia i spent a lot of time at the rum bar at our resort and uh really sampled through a ton of brands you know you're here here you don't see as many brands as you would there and there were familiar names of course but it was like i don't know even with bourbon you're getting into something you don't want to be disappointed on a bottle so you don't really take a chance until you know what you're talking about so it was nice to just be able to sit through and uh taste through stuff but we just both v-cut this cigar so yeah what's the cold held up great I get that cocoa on the cold draw. Oh, yeah. Me too. Kind of like cocoa puffs right now. Yeah. It's got a little bit of more of uh, of a raisiny sweetness, but it's definitely that cocoa. Yeah, I'm digging it. Are we so I know, are we going to wait and do the the other cigars later? Or do you want to start off with little ones? Oh, it's up to you. Oh, I'm. I'm okay, because this is going to last for a while, so we might want to start with the little one. Okay. So, uh, other thing I brought back was... Uh, oh, my, that also on the on the cold draw? Yeah. It's got pepper, black pepper on the tongue. Yeah, I can see that. Digging it. Other thing I brought back from uh, St. Lucia 
is some real Cubans. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, is that Rob always talks about on the show uh, how bad Cuba's got. And, uh, you know, I figured we'll smoke these little tiny ones. They're uh, Partagas. Um, they're, it's a 20-count uh, mini box, and they're, they are legitimately just... No, wait, we, we can't just pass this up, man. What? The, uh, the packaging, you know, we're trying to figure out what the hell the packaging's all about <laughs> because, you know... It's all a the anti-smoking stuff. But the anti-smoking one on this one is a dude laying on a bed naked, yeah. curled up in a fetal position. Yeah, it is. I'm like, what? Does that's uh, Maybe that's just how bad Cubans are. They'll no, make you he, so sad that you'll strip butt naked and lay down in bed in a fetal position. Honestly, I, it's if I didn't know better, I'd just be like, yeah, he's probably hungover. Like, it looks like, like he's pretty just badly hungover. Really bad night in, in the Cuban yeah, bars. I, I really can't figure out what it has no. to do with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good either, man. Uh, All right, we're gonna try this. So they're little, just little cigarillos. Um, they are true Cubans. I, I, you know, looking at, it, I can definitely tell that they're true Cubans. But I got nothing on the cold draw. It's nah, tiny. You want only little ones. So we'll try this out. I will say I had a I had a Monte Cristo um, torpedo the other day. It was a it was a Cuban. From um, Dave Belial, he got it for me. Oh, cool. shout out to Dave. Um, and it it, smo- it it smoked like a traditional Cuban. It was yeah. very light, very mild, and very earthy. And that was really about yeah. all I was getting out of um, it. When when I was there, I smoked a couple, and they all remind me of a very similar pl- flavor palette to like the Mildias, where it leans earthy, has those cedary, a little bit of baking spices. Yeah, um, which is actually kind of what this is doing. It for is. Me. I'm I'm getting the. I am getting a little bit of cinnamon. Um, it's really about it for me. Like, just there's a there's actually a creaminess to the smoke. Um, I mean, this looks like a single leaf rolled all the way up. Yeah, Tam, you want a little Cuban? <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not it's not terrible for a quick smoke. This wouldn't be bad if I was smoking if I was smoking this flavor profile in a Toro. No, I couldn't do it. But a little guy like this, it's actually not bad. But there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad, wrong with it at all. Nothing wrong with it. But I couldn't bit. do a full one. Yeah, I mean, if it had no, if this was it the entire time. Okay. So, uh, um, so this it almost is, has like a, almost like a cinnamon sugar thing going there. It's like, it's almost sweet tipped or something. I don't like on the back of my teeth taste sweet. It is sweet, but I. I don't know that it would be sweet. No, tipped. it's not sweet tipped. It just has that note to yeah. it to me. So, uh, all right. So let's get into the the Lucia Chairman's on, Reserve on the rum. It had like I think the reason that I gravitated more toward the uh, Chairman's Forgotten Cast and what we'll get into, which is the 1931, is they have a lot of common flavors with the bourbons that I love. Yeah, that's nice. It's got almost like a black cherry. Um. It's just got that nice buttery kind of yeah, coating of your tongue. It's like brown sugar, black cherry. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of cinnamon in there coming from this tiny cigar. But Yeah. Sorry, I was getting a text. No, you're good. Um, uh, so, Rob, you think you can get down with some aged rums? Yeah. I don't mind, I don't mind rum at all. I just yeah. don't really gravitate towards it just because it doesn't, it doesn't do as much for so, me. So, one thing that I... Uh, 
I know and have heard from multiple people, including the guy himself, is that Fred Minnick, who is a world-renowned whiskey taster, when he gets bored of whiskey, he moves to rum. And, like, tasting nicer rums that aren't just built for cocktails, I can, like, I fully understand that. Yeah. It's, well, uh, and that's one of the things, too, is, like, you know, we, we're notorious for just going for the highest proof, you know, yeah. anything we can can get. I will say <clears throat> there's been a few times here in the last month or so that I went and just kind of pour a scotch, you know, a lower proof scotch or something, you know, an Irish, something different. I mean, even the cognacs up there yeah. just to kind of balance it out a little bit. And I, what I found is, you know, going into them, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to appreciate it as much. But being open-minded, I'm, I come away with thinking, man, that was really tasty. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. definitely not going to give you heat. But what's kind of cool is, you know, you, you can act, being used to drinking 120, 130, 140 proof stuff, you go to an 80 proofer, you're going to get all the flavor. And it's not going to burn. It's not going to be bad in any yeah. way. It's just going to be flavor. I, I mean, and it's that's good. like on nicer <clears throat> 80 proofers. Yeah, nicer. yeah, yeah. Um, I think sometimes on pours like, and if you like this, I'm not dogging on it on any way. I'm just using it as an example. But on like Basil Hayden's, it's so far watered down past where it was originally. I agree. That it feels <clears throat> lacking. A lot of scotches, they're not distilling up to 125 right. or, or whatever. And having it may that come out of the barrel at 90. It could. And then they yeah. prove it down slightly. But even so, yeah. like this uh, Chairman's Reserve Forgotten Cast, it's uh, still kind of oily on the palate and it is satisfying in that way i mean honestly with the flavor of it it doesn't feel like they've really watered anything down Mm-mm. you're not getting i mean because it's got so much of that viscous oil on the mouth i dig it i like it yeah yeah so uh actually what i realized is you can get the forgotten cast but from chairman reserve in Indiana. Okay. It is currently available at Total Wine. It's a $50 bottle there. I may get that I in I paid uh, 25 for it in oh, St. Lucia. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, we've got the Chairman's Reserve Spiced Rum. Um, we've had that one for a while. Um, this might be a good rum to bring in as a, as a backup. Yeah, so they're uh, rum. in St. Lucia, the two rums that they drink um, all the time are the spiced rums, and if you're – Feeling fancy, you drink the Chairman's Reserve Spice Rum there. Yeah. Um, one of the ways that we were introduced to drinking spiced rum is either with pineapple juice or cranberry juice. I can see that. You do spice rum, cranberry, and a lime wedge that you squeeze in there. I can see that being Dude, good. Dude, it is, it is the best way to drink rum in the it's morning. Fall. Yeah, it's it fall. is fall. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, and, that's what Lisa does with that. Lisa and Tam, they make that... Um, Chairman's Reserve Old Fashioned. Yeah. And it's just, you put a cinnamon stick in there along with it, and it's just a fall in a glass. Yeah, so I was talking with uh, the people from St. Lucia Distillers because uh, the resort we were at was doing a festival called Rum and Rhythms where they had, like, Caribbean bands in and oh, just awesome. tasting tents of all the rums. So they had, they had like, Bacardi there. They had El Dorado. They had all the St. Lucia stuff. They <laughs> Quite a few others, too. And I was talking with him, and I said, so there's a citrusy component to your spiced rum. And he said, yeah, we use orange peels. Which Makes sense. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's, or I'm done. I don't, I'm not sure I would have pulled that out on on my own. On but, this one? Or just no, 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 the on, on the spiced gotcha. rum. Yeah. 
on here they're not putting anything else in it. Yeah, I mean, this is a. Uh, it wasn't bad. No, I don't think so. It was starting to leave a little bit of weirdness on my tongue, so I decided to go ahead and go to the other one. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm good to put this one down too, and I am excited about the Aladino Sumatra. So. And we do like like we said. Once we get through the rum, couple rums here, we got some samples to try, and we'll talk about them a little bit more. These these were donated by the Bothers. Shout out uh, to the one Bothers for each of us to, to drink there. Yeah. This one was donated by uh, Will Smith or Will Smith, <laughs> <laughs> Will Breeden, um, and we'll talk about that in a minute too. <laughs> Dang, where did Will Smith come from? I haven't heard his name for years. Uh, Jeez. You, were, you were watching I Am Legend last night. I Am Legend. <laughs> no. That's funny. All right, I'm ready to light this bad boy up. Absolutely. And I'm using my brand new lighter I got from Florida on my vacation. Heck yeah. They had the Zippo with the Zippo soft flame inserts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So I will, uh, so I took this Julius from Calibri with me. And it was a little bit challenging to light a cigar on the beach. Mm-hmm. But I do and did enjoy the soft flame lighting because I noticed that when I lit with a torch on a beach, which is notoriously crazy windy, that it had more of an to opportunity to, yeah, to fry everything yep. and run off on me. So That's what I find when I'm on the beach with a, a jet. I'm... You end up getting a, the jet fly up the side of your cigar, and you got an inch and a half gash in the side of your cigar. Yeah. So, um, one, once again, I am still shouting out this Julius. I have had almost no issues using it outdoors. Um, it's just on the beach, and I, like I just it. felt like a cigarette smoker, like trying to shield it. But yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. I'll tell you, man. the thing I love about this cigar right off the bat is it pops right into some black pepper, and you get that little, that spice kick. And as you smoke down on it a little bit further, the pepper kind of subsides a little bit, and you just get all the flavor. Um, definitely, they did definitely did a really nice job on this one. Oh yeah, and draw is there's black pepper on, on the tongue yes. for this. Yeah, and tongue in the retro hill, but yeah, yeah, definitely on the tongue. But yeah, the draw on this thing is absolutely perfect. Yeah. This this does not feel Aladino to me. It does. You're exactly right. It tastes like something totally different, which is nice because they're like if you g- if you gave me this things. and you said guess the brand, I would say Espinosa Rojas. I would probably not lean Rojas with it just because the ring gauge. It's yeah. a 52, and I don't know that Rojas has a 52, but uh, yeah, they do. They do. They get some Toros. I thought they were fifties. They could be fifty Toros, which honestly, it should. I, I like fifty Toros. Yeah, but uh, you know, Aladino typically has that signature. And again, this is my first time smoking it. If I haven't said this, and I'm right off the light with it, Aladino typically has that signature like cinnamon clove thing from the Corojo leaf, like mm-hmm. as a predominant note. Uh, on the beginning of every single one of their cigars, but it's well, I, they're in, they're not disclosing what the binder and filler are on this one. This they're just saying a Honduran. It's limited edition. They can do whatever they want to with it. Um, I would, I'm sure it has the Corojo in there. Oh, because now that I say it, I'm detecting it. Yeah, but it's not. Pr- I uh, think it's prim- the higher priming Corojo, yeah. like for the from the Corojo Reserva. I could totally see that. Um, 
But this has got such a unique flavor. It's not, you know, like the lounge exclusive has Sumatra over Corojo. Yeah. This one's got some other stuff going on. I think this might have some Habano in it. Um, it might be, it might have some of that Piloto leaf that they've been, mm. pra- they've been practicing with over there a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I don't know, but I, I'm really digging it. And actually, uh, going back to the rum on this cigar, it brings out a lot more of those uh, vanilla notes and some more of the baking spices out of it. I, I'm not sure with this cigar that I'd be able to say. Huh, You're right. It's definitely a rum. It definitely knocked down some of the really strong black cherry yeah. and made it more vanilla cherry, just a light cherry. That's nice. It's a good yeah. way to start the day. Yeah, it sure is. I am. Uh, so St. Lucia. St. Lucia, man. So you enjoyed your trip? You had a good time? Definitely did. Uh, we were at uh, Coconut Bay Resort and Spa, um, and they really did it up. Now, granted, I do not come from money. I do not have money. People who came from money would, like, complain about little things there, and I was just like, they thought about my needs before I even had it. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> I have no complaints. Um, like, and one thing I was worried about there was like, Hey, there are bars everywhere. Um, are they going to have water readily available? And yeah, there's just water dispensers that normally have like fruit or something in them Yeah, all over the place. And it was it's just little things like that where you were like, Oh, this is amazing. That's cool. They're, uh, they had a bar upstairs, which was, uh, I think it was, it's called Peter John's. That's what they called it on the resort. And that was the rum bar. So they had over 60 rums there. And oh, wow. uh, I did the liberty to try 50 of them. Really? <laughs> yeah, I put in the work. Dang. <laughs> I was, uh, so, I was so basically, your, your, your new wife did her thing on the honeymoon and you did yours. <laughs> She was, did she try them? She was drinking rum with me. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I did not realize that I could get her on a neat pour of rum. Oh, cool. Well, that's a good place to start. I mean, because she's not a whiskey person yet. No, but she but loved this, this forgotten start. cast. And oh. I was like, heck yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, that might not be a bad thing to throw on something like that yellow rose. Yeah. Because that's got really great flavor to the 80 proof point in a whiskey. She might be bouncing into it before you know it. Could be. So we were having a blast drinking rums. Um, it, they had a uh, a swim up bar in one of their pools. Nice. They, you could just swim up and get whatever you wanted. Um, did a lot of that. Did a yeah. whole lot of that. Um, we also took a day and went out to see the island of St. Lucia. It's not that big. Oh, it yeah. is 14 miles long. Oh, wow. And it takes you an hour to get to the other side just because it's... And there's a college on there on that land. On the, they do. That's yeah. where um, one of Chloe's friends goes to school, and she went down there to see her. What a wild place to go to school. I know. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yeah. I don't know what she was going for. I don't know if it was art or what it was. But there's something there that they're known for. Okay, yeah. But it, it was fantastic. We uh, We even had the opportunity to go see a uh, volcano that was still active, but the walls had collapsed in on it and people had uh, built houses inside of it and stuff like that. Nice. Um, 
in that in the like center of idea. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I mean, it's been. I think they said it's been 300 years since it oh. erupted last. Like, it's it's been a while, but not quite long enough for me to do it. No, <laughs> no. Um, and we had the opportunity to go s- swim in the Sulphur Springs there. Um, what they don't tell you when they tell you, like, oh, yeah, bring along a swimsuit, <laughs> is that it is hotter than your hot tub. Like, I think, I think they said it was 136 degrees in there. Okay. And it was 95 degrees outside. Oh, lovely. Just with all of the uh, all of the gases coming out of the volcano, just still active. Yeah. You know, like it's still sitting there bubbling in these sulfur springs. There's a reason they call them sulfur springs. It literally smells oh, like eggs. Yeah. Dude, like a mile out from this volcano, you could smell the eggs. And how long did it take for you to get your bathing suit to knock off that smell, too, after you had them in there? Oh, I didn't go in. <laughs> oh, you didn't I, get I in? I did my foot in and was like, there is no way. <laughs> like, there is no way. Did I don't get in a in? hot tub. He- no. No? Okay. I don't even get in a hot tub here until there's snow on the ground. Like, <laughs> what do you think? I I mean, unless my back hurts, like, yeah. or, or like I need mine it. does every day, yeah. 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 Um, Old man things. There is no way that I would get in a hot tub, get in a hot tub when it's 95 degrees out. <laughs> oh, yeah. The entire time we were there, UV index was 12. Oh, beautiful. Which, like, beautiful. Which is on a good day here. in Florida, you get 10. 10. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, give me into the next bottle. Yeah, so uh, we're moving on to the Chairman's Reserve 1931. This is their highest age product. Um, Still 80 proof? No. So this one is um, 92. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Creeping up a little so bit. So this is their highest age one. The people of St. Lucia do not like it because it it's not smooth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do they also not like it because it's a little too proofy for them? Yeah, I think that is what they is that what they equate is. the smoothness. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. But this is higher age. This is uh, I think it was ten to sixteen year in here. It doesn't um, have near the um. It's also the a sweetness on the nose. Yeah, it's also a blend of molasses and sugarcane based rums, both from their uh, pot still and their column still. So. Tell this, me if I'm wrong on this. The nose on this reminds me of a of a low low rye. Yeah. No, you're you're correct. I think that's one of the reasons um, I like it because it's awesome. a spicy rum. It like oddly okay. enough, it's just like a, a low end rye or not low end but low percentage rye. Yeah, it's a. I don't know. It still does that vanilla. Still does kind of that oh, that black cherry thing. It's got a lot of oak. Yeah, it does. That's not bad. <laughs> I told you I was going to turn you into that. a rum guy. Oh, I'm, I like rum. I just wouldn't. I don't go to it often. But this, that's got a like a vanilla oak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh my god, what's the ending there? Sounds horrible, but it's kind of got that iodine thing going. Yeah, that almost salinity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which makes sense because it's a small island producing. Most of their sugar cane for their rum. They they're pulling from uh, other places as well, just because with the population, <laughs> they don't have as much farmland as they once did. Right. And uh, there's not much place to go, though. the The next island over is only 
20 miles by boat. So, oh, really? Yeah. They're really Did you guys far. take a boat ride over? No, huh? No. no. Huh. But, yeah. No, that's so, good. That's uh, totally unique. Sadly, this 1931 is not something that I saw was available in the States. Ah, I so, got you. This is like their limited release, their high-end thing. I think this would be one of those, though, I, I feel like a traditional rum drinker is not going to dig it. It's going to be someone that likes to try and different different distillates, different types yeah. of, of distillation, because it's not your sweet rum. It's really not. Uh, There's a lot of people there that were shocked that I love the Chairman's Reserve stuff as much as I did, because you have like a lot of the Barbados rum brands there, which that, as far as what everyone was telling me, like that's where, and I don't know rum history, so take this with a grain of salt. I heard these from reps. Yeah. In the island of St. Lucia. Um, they were telling me that Barbados is the birthplace of rum. So everybody thinks that that's the high end stuff. Like that's um, like the El Dorado, the Zacapa, all of those. Like I tried El Dorado 23 and it was just oaky and vanilla and nothing else. Yeah. And like everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's so smooth. It's like, it's not doing anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Eldorado 23 is a fine pour, but it doesn't have enough complexity going on. And I don't think they're blending it for complexity. I, I don't think that's what the audience is looking for. Sure. In, in, in the higher end realms, they're looking for something that's just straight sweet, a little bit of oak presence. And yeah. something goes nice with a Coke. <laughs> no, I mean, there's <laughs> no. a lot of people that don't. I know. That, uh, I know. that uh, I mean, even there, they use their regular dark rums or their spice rums with a Coke. Um, but you would never see somebody no, putting, I'm... like, forgotten cask or something in there. Though, you know what? If that's how you want to drink your nice rums, Whatever. do it. Do I mean, it. in all honesty, like you said, you paid 25 bucks for that. For that one. Yeah. yeah. You know what? 25 bucks, you do whatever the hell you want to. Yeah, that. I mean. If it was 150 bucks. Maybe you think about 25 it. USD on that island was a lot of money to them. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, the 1931 cost me 60. And that was like, okay. that was like special. I didn't see a single bottle there over 60. Yeah. And I was like, huh, if that I'm was a hundred bucks, I would have bought it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was the, um, was the rum bar, was that included in your resort package? So you didn't have to pay for that? I didn't extra? pay for a single Sweet. thing. Yeah. Sweet. So, uh, I mean, and a, and a lot of people go there and they'll just drink whatever they like to drink. Whereas I, I was like, yeah, you I'm going to get a new. full-blown education on rum while I'm here. Like, oh, yeah. But uh, it was so hot, even at night, like after the sun went down there, that I could not imagine drinking barrel-proof bourbons. Oh, there. yeah. Like it was just... I mean, I'm sure you had some of that in Florida, too. But No. No? Was no, it, it was 75 degrees. Dang. 75, and we had one day that was raining. That was it. That's it my was, perfect we had Florida one, We had one day that we were on the beach, that I think it hit 80, and it was still breezy, and it felt great. Heck, yeah, man. Even in Texas, it was 75 degrees. Yeah. It was kind of crazy, but it was awesome. Yeah. But... Uh, we really enjoyed our trip to St. Lucia. Honestly, yeah. Caribbean food, I feel like I could eat it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people who were there were, like, not big fans of it. But you're talking about 
fish from the fish market that's a mile away from the resort coming in. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Just pulled it off the boat. And uh, the other thing that they did there at the resort is they had giant grills. Like, I, that's a pretty common way of cooking there is just all your proteins on a grill. Sure. You know what? I'm not mad about it one mm-hmm. bit. Like, they're just throwing lump charcoal on there because that's what they have access to. And uh, and grilling everything. Like, ate a, ate a ton of chicken that way, lamb that way. Like, yeah. Ton of fish. Um, I guess they had... Some boat had pulled in a ton of sam, uh, salmon and tuna. Um, I don't know. I don't believe them on the salmon because, you know, I I don't know where the salmon are, but yeah, I don't but think it, they're it, down there. It, it, it could, could, it could be been a different a, breed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the tuna there is fantastic. I love I love fresh tuna. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we were, we were down in, um, well, well, are you done with your St. Lucia story for now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah, we went um, down. Allen Hill and I went down. Shout out to Allen Hill. Shout out, Allen. He set up the uh, event for me to go with him down to the Bastards Ball with the Crowd uh, Barrel Distillery, the Whiskey Tribe. And uh, that was a blast. Yeah. Man, it, was, it was so much fun meeting the guys from the tribe and seeing their school and um, just, you know, tasting through a bunch of Texas whiskey through there. It was a really good time. Very chill. I was expecting to be a drunk fest. It wasn't. That's good. I mean, everyone was very respectful, and there was nothing crazy going on. But it was just a really great day. It was like the first weekend they've had that wasn't 95 degrees all summer. Yeah. And it was 75, and it was perfect. So that was a really great time. Um, Alan and I found some some good bottles to bring back to, some Still Austin, some Balcones and all that. Mm. So that was a good time. Then we flew, flew over to Destin. Spent some time at uh, Harbor Cigars. Okay. So that's a, a great little shop. If you ever go down to Destin, um, they've got it's it's not a huge humidor, but what they have in the humidor is great. They have a really great selection of high end stuff. They have all the TAA cigars. Um, they really had. I mean, I I came back with probably 30, 40 cigars I didn't need just because I hadn't I hadn't seen them around here. Yeah. And. Um, so we'll be smoking probably in, in, in one of the future shows, the, uh, the Crown Heads Lost Angel. Yeah, which is a TAA exclusive yeah. uh, blend for them. Um, and it's, before you ask, it's not something that we have access to not yet. yet. Um, yeah, I think you have, to be a, you have to be in business for four or five years and be invited to be a TAA shop. We're only a year and a half in, so I will work on that as we get going. Because, I mean, I was able to smoke the... Uh, Espinosa Murcielago, the the gold Murcielago. Yeah, that thing was freaking amazing. That was that one. I I got one more. I need to smoke. I wish I would have, I, I'm kicking myself in the butt now. I might call them and see if I can just order a box to ship up here for us. Really? Um, they're that good. They're that good. Yeah. It might be one of my favorite Espinosas. <laughs> I mean, it's that good. Like it was that good. Fifty five level good. Different because it wasn't it wasn't some it wasn't dark um, San Andreas it uh-huh. was um, I'm pretty sure it had a Habano wrapper on it um, uh-huh. but it was it was delicious awesome. so uh, yeah I mean we spent some time there spent some time on the beach with the family and stuff and it was it was just a really good time to get away <laughs> you know smoke some cigars drink some bourbon Heck yeah hang out at the beach so it was a good time but that that event down there at uh, still Austin or at um, Crowded Barrel was great. The um, they're starting a council that I guess I have to be a part of now. It's um, 
they're actually because they're a crowdsourced distillery, they crowdsource information, all kinds of stuff. So they're reaching out to to the people that are part of the tribe and asking them to give them input on things. You yeah, know, input on you know yeast strains, grain, all kinds of stuff. And you know, when I was the only guy there, there was actually a, a retail establishment, so they wanted to pick my brain on that. I'm like, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see because they're wanting to start distributing some of their stuff into other states because right now basically everything they make i mean i would say probably 90 percent of it if not more is sold to people in the tribe because yeah. they're only because it's a big group uh, well and it doesn't seem like they're putting out a lot they're not putting out a lot scale. yet and they don't have a huge you know distillation facility yeah. i mean they, they don't have a lot so but they're looking to expand that so that that could be fun down the road. Here we might see some crowded barrel stuff coming in. Totally. Uh, did you buy much crowded barrel while you were there? Couldn't buy anything of their stuff at their distillery because oh. during the during the tribe they didn't set it up that way. So I, I couldn't get any. Although Alan did get a couple of bottles that he had bought apparently like two or three years ago, and they had it sitting there waiting on him. <laughs> so crazy. He's like, oh, cool. I'll take us home with me. Yeah. Heck yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So but it was a good time. This uh, Aladino Sumatra is I'll let mine go out. really good to me right now. Uh, on the retrohale, it's digging into some more of those red pepper notes. Yeah. Um, but there is still that baseline, almost cedary quality in there, a little bit of chocolate. It's not a chocolate bomb, but it those uh, c- cocoa notes are there. And uh, yeah, still it's got a, a little bit of pepper. Thick and creamy smoke, pepper on the palate. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really like it because I mean, I I'm one that does not typically like Sumatras, and I was so frustrated this year with everyone coming out with Sumatras. Yeah. But I will say, the ones that have been aged a little bit longer, that have a little bit darker wrapper on them, have actually been a lot better than I expected this yeah. year. So I'm, I'm glad to see that. I'm anxious to see what the trend's going to be next year now, but because everybody came out with Sumatras this year. But this one, like I said, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through all the Sumatras again. This one's definitely in my top five of the year right now. Um, this is a top contender for me. Yeah, I mean, top five cigars of the yeah, year. Yeah, I'm not sure I've uh, smoked that many this year that absolutely blew me away. I am excited to try the pie red. It's great. Do you have them? I do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Science. De- definitely have to try that. Um, Which, speaking of crowned heads. Yeah. December the 8th. December the 8th. Jake's coming to do an event with us here. Heck yeah. What we're, day of the week working, is that? That is, sure. I think it's a Friday or Saturday. I yeah, don't remember yeah. which. Um, but he um, he's getting that scheduled out, trying to figure out some details. There could be a fun little surprise we do with that, too. So. Ooh. I'm, I'm excited to see if maybe that happens. Might have a nice little liquor um, combination with that too. So we'll see. But it's um, but I'm looking forward to having Jake here. Jake now is taking over the territory and he's back at it here in Indiana. Which, uh, if you don't know of Jake and who we're talking about with, we do have a show with. Uh, it's a Crown Head show. Probably came out last year. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah, um, with Jake Sanders and. He is super knowledgeable. He also has great taste in cigars and will tell you that their best cigar is the Mil Diaz. And he's right. Mate, wait till you try the pie red, man. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm I excited. liked the pie last year. 
This is totally different. But it, this that's is more full bodied. Ojdener or whatever is. Yeah, it's Ojdener, yeah. but it's still crowned heads. I'm 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 calling I it. Know, it's I know, still I know, I know. Heads. Um, but it's from their lineup. I I guess what I should say. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm probably gonna be getting some of the. Um, is it the La Verde? La Vereda. La Vereda. I'm probably gonna go ahead and get some in, especially for the event. I mean, it's a twenty dollars cigar. Yeah. But I kind of I, I, I they did, take away the cap at how many you have to buy or I don't know. Okay. I don't know about that. Um, I just need to find out because I, I he said somebody somebody around here has them. I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't someone real close. Uh, might have been blend. Maybe it was blend. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna smoke one before I buy them because I I hate buying them, buying stuff that's that expensive and can't really. Well, get and the nice thing it, is, it blend. It'll only be a fifty dollars cigar. <laughs> no, nah, I mean <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're very fair on the boutique. Yeah, yeah. I mean Davidoffs are gonna be expensive because they're Davidoff, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. all the other stuff, their prices are always right on. Actually, some of their prices on like the knuckle sandwich fifty fives were cheaper than us. Yeah. So I'm like, that's that's crazy because oh, yeah. we should be we should be cheaper than everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Cool. So we'll be having him coming soon. So what were some of your favorite cigars that you smoked on uh, your vacation? You mentioned the Murcielago. Murcielago. Um, Did you bring anything special to smoke? Or did you just buy there? Oh no, I took I took a bunch with me. Um, I mean, I, I took my 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 favorites. I took some. Uh, of the Las Seis yeah. Provincias, the Always. CMW. Took some, um, let's see, what else did I take with me? Um, now you're calling me out. I can't remember what I took. <laughs> I, took uh, I took a little bit of all the new ones we got, like yeah. Macau of Black. I took some of those. Mm. Took some of the um, the Black Work stuff with me. Um, I did take um, um, the Aladino Cameroon for mornings. Um, did you actually, smoke any 26s while you were there? Yeah, I did. I, at Harbor, I got a couple yeah. while I was there smoking yeah. them. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I took a few down with me, but I was mainly just wanting to buy them there and smoke them there. And um, But I also got a bottle of, which I, I still have a little bit for you to try, uh, the Garrison Brothers barrel pick I picked up down there. Did Freaking amazing. Did you take amazing. it down that quickly? We're down to about that much in the bottle right now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely delicious. I had never had any Garrison Brothers. I've heard a lot of great things about them, and this was a barrel pick from uh, from a uh, shop down there called Wine World. Okay, that also was a distiller's pick, signed bottle, and all that stuff. But what's cool about Harbor is, you know, in Florida, I'm not sure if they got laws against having alcohol and cigars in the same place for sale. They have a liquor store right next door. And you go buy your liquor, walk next door, the harbor will get you a glass for your liquor, <laughs> and you can sit out there and smoke outside and, and uh, enjoy your liquor and cigars. And That's we did awesome. that for about, probably about four hours. So got to see a old buddy of mine, Nick, um, Nick Ferguson. He's um, a buddy of mine I met down at the smoke pit. Cool. And um, we hung out for a while, and it was just a really good time. Is that how you have that connection to that shop? Yeah, he's the one that told me we should go there, and cool. he um, that was his home shop. So cool, yeah. That's... But it was a nice, it was a nice place. Ended up buying a, quite a bit of stuff there. So, good. I mean, it's always nice to go and support. Um, Absolutely, uh, others cigar lounges. Um, I didn't really buy that much when I was in uh, Saint Lucia. The only thing that they have available is Cubans, and 
when people hear me say Cubans, they'll be like, oh, he probably bought them on the beach. No, I didn't buy them at the beach. I bought them at government-run, duty-free yeah. stores um, that are— Well, in St. Louis, you can legally sell them. You know, when you're yeah. in Mexico, you know, I hate to say this, you're not buying Cubans because they have the same laws in Mexico yeah. as, as America has. And um, same way with, you know, I, I believe—well, no, not Costa Rica and um, all those, yeah, because they're all American, you know, territories. Yeah, so—, so uh, Actually, St. No, Lucia Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico is seems to have a uh, very good relationship with Cuba. Um, one of the guys we were talking to said most of their doctors come from Cuba. So they, okay. they come and they work there because St. Lucia doesn't currently have a program in their, in their college. to um, They don't have any medical program. So... People have to come in, or they either have to leave the island, go get trained and everything, and then come back. But at that rate, why go to the States and get trained to come back when you can just stay in the States and make more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes total sense, for yeah. sure. Um, so, St. Lucia, is that a place you'll, you'll go back to? I would love to. Um, you, you know, I always... Hearing about the island as much as I did, as much as I did, I, I really did appreciate it. You feel bad for some of these places like that, you know. Um, they, there is no way for them to ever be self-sufficient. They're uh, they are currently controlled by, uh, I think they're owned by Britain, and okay. uh, so they have their prime minister and everything. But it's only through that relationship that they're able to get things like fuel on the island gotcha. because there's no way for them to do that yeah yeah you know it would be a very primitive land without outside support um so that, that you know i guess that's one of the the problems of another country or right even an island you know if you're in south america like you're able to do all of that but you're in an island in the West Indies, like there's, there's no way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, I would totally go back. I bought a couple Partagas. I bought a couple Hoyo de Monterey's uh, that were Habanos. And uh, I also bought a couple Cohibas. Um, and those were not for me. Those were for my father because he was it bugging me to see if I could get him some, bring him some home. Um, and I was happy to oblige and do that well of course of but course. Uh, for science for science i i smoked quite a bit while i was there but i hardly i really didn't smoke much of anything that i bought there while i was there i started my trip with uh aladino corojo reserva number four nice um which is just an amazing cigar and we still have those which i cannot believe i can't believe because they're i mean those are a year and a half now a year, at least a year um, of extra age with all the age you already had on before, and they're not making them this year. So I, I have a feeling that because, you know, we're, we're recording on Friday. Tomorrow, I know it's a couple days prior to when this releases. Yeah. The, we're having our Aladino event. I would assume we're probably going to sell out of those. I would think I so. I do have a couple back that I'm going to continue to age see what they do in about five years totally um but i, I have a feeling those are going to go quickly because i mean it's a smaller box and it's a lower price point but it's also one of the best renditions of that cigar period i think so 
so while I was there, I smoked that. I smoked a couple of the, uh, like when I was just sitting outside piddling around, I would smoke the uh, knuckle sandwich Habano, the petites, the little tiny test blends that came out. Yeah. And again, still great. They still are. Still great. I, I still have one left. Uh, one. I, uh, <laughs> I think I have 10 left. Do you? Yeah, because I bought a whole bundle and have been smoking them sparingly, but They're I was so like, good. I'm on vacation. Like, let's do this. And I smoked a couple knuckle sandwich 55s, which actually I was impressed by how much this chairman's 1931 stood up to a knuckle oh, sandwich 55. I could see that for sure. Yeah. All that chocolate going, man. Well, I was, I was just worried. You, you know, sometimes I get in the mindset of proof plays a big factor. Like, I don't want something low proof with something full bodied and then you have something that's uh 92 proof with something as full bodied as a knuckle sandwich 55 and it's like hey they can hang like i again it's all it's all the science um but we're no scientists no we're just we just play among the podcast yeah yeah well and um i did see um that espinoza has released that they're going to be shipping out the uh, Las Seis Provincias for this year, 1st of November. Okay. Um, which is a little later than they were planning on. That's kind of been happening a lot with, with Espinosa lately. Um, I did get in some um, knuckle sandwich Maduros. I got the, I got a few a few boxes of the, the Robustos and a couple boxes of the Toros, and I got more Toros coming once they get them. So we'll have some of those. Um, I'm assuming, I, I, I hate assuming because I don't know for sure, but I do know that they've been talking about the the knuckle sandwich fifty six, yeah, which is the same as the it should be the same as the fifty five blend wise, which was the San Andreas, mm-hmm. just a one ring gauge bigger for his fifty six. Oh, birthday, which genuinely which it'll December. probably be the same. I hope it is. That was so perfect the way it was. I mean, who who no makes a mold it. for a fifty five well, box press? There's no way to measure it either because it's an oval. There's no way yeah. to actually measure it. So. Um, so it's kind of interesting, but hopefully that one will be coming um, as well. And I'm going to try to get as many bo- boxes as will let me get of that heck one. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Because uh, we, we got all we could last year, and I think it was only five boxes. Yeah. And it might be the same boat this year, but we'll see. We'll okay. See. So I am ready to move on to something. All, all right. right. What do you think about moving on to the West Fork? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, so Will Breeden bought – this is a – Do we want to – Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is a West Fork um, barrel pick from the Indiana Bourbon Club. And um, no shade towards West Fork. Their, their stuff is new. Their stuff is very young. Um, we're, we're both. I feel like you are. I, I know I am. I really want to see them succeed. I want them to make some good products I mean, of their own distillate. They are in Indianapolis. Well, used to be in the downtown area. Now they're in Westfield. Um, Beautiful location. Yeah, I mean, I would love to be able to cheer them on, <laughs> but I have not liked anything. No, and that out. was the thing. I went through and tasted all their stuff, and honestly, none of it was... My jam. Ready. My jam. It was young. Um, and this was a pick. And honestly, I'll, I'll let you tell me your thoughts on it I'm before we get going. I'm going to my glass because I don't want this rum to do oh, any that's justice. True. I already did it, but I've already had this before. So, um, to me, this showed that they might have a little bit of promise. I just feel like they need to let things age longer. Yeah. So, how? Uh, what's the age statement on this? 
honestly, I don't think anyone knows. <laughs> I um, I we looked on the bottle and everything. I didn't see it. I, I would assume. I, I, I can't even. Somebody assume. said it was three, but I think that's what I heard was three too. Um, it needs a couple more years just because for me. Here's the deal: weeders in general, like they are of age at six years. It. I don't care where you are. Maker's Mark's minimum is six years. Starlight, when they've done meat, weeded um, bourbons or wheat whiskeys, I've put them out at six years. Yeah. You go ahead and get into it and talk about it for a second. I'll be right back. Oh, oh gosh. So, um, on the nose for me, this does almost a... Uh, funky banana bread thing it has uh definitely some some of those typical weeded qualities has that weeder funk um which i typically associate um depending on what the distillery is i'll I'll associate it as like a rotting banana or uh you know a banana that's gone a little too brown yeah yeah um or like a cream cheese depending on how far aged it is it has that. The nose is actually really pointed and sharp. Um, has a lot of the young ethanol notes for me mm-hmm. on the nose. If, if you I were also, to hand me this in a glass and, I, and you said, this is your pour of the night or we'll get you something else, but you can't sip it on the nose, I'd say, no, I'm out. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. The... Uh- one of the things I get on the flavor, which always reminds me of something really young, is that that corn husky thing going, you know. And it's it's because it's got a it's got a pretty high amount of corn in this, even though it's a weeder. Yeah. But they, I think it was only maybe twelve percent wheat or something. Well, like and that, I know 10%. what you're talking about and calling corn husk, but I almost think of it as like a cut grass note. Could be. Could like, be. Like it's very vegetal, very green. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I don't think it's terrible. There's I, no finish. I'm with you too, and that's what we all said was the finish is just like gone. Um, the one thing I was encouraged with it though was I feel like they're at least they have some promise. I think there could be something coming down the road that could be good. The problem is, is they've had promise for five years now. That could be, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You know, when are you going to stop putting out? so much young stuff and keep some back to age it. Right, right. Because maybe that's all they need is more time. But the, and I would love to have West Fork on the show and talk about this because we have dogged on them in the past and I understand it, but it was started by people who did not know whiskey. They got into whiskey as a, uh, well, they were as taking, an investment. Yeah, they were taking MGP and aging it in different ways, and had the Hugh Hammer and Old Hammer line. Yeah, and which honestly, those started those out as really good. They are good, and there are some releases that are still really good. And honestly, they're never going to f- stop doing that because that's where they're making most of their money right now. While they get this all figured out, yeah. So, um, but I mean, I, the reason, and I will say one thing: when you hear us dogging on most distilleries that we do dog on it's not because it's not a prejudice thing no it's because we want them to be better yeah well and it it doesn't do them any good and this is 
me talking and probably Rob will say the same thing. It doesn't do us any good to talk them up on a product that wasn't ready. If you want something, if they're, if you even have an inkling that they'll be able to deliver on something and you know what? West Fork, I hope, becomes the biggest brand in Indiana. That oh, would yeah. be so cool to have in our backyard. Yeah. But us talking them up on this young product and, uh, you know, people going out and supporting them just because they're an Indiana brand is not going to cause them to change anything. Right, right. And, you know, I'm sure that they've heard before that, hey, maybe this needs a little bit more age, but I would have never picked this. Yeah, it's well, and it's like, I mean, and that's one of the things too. Um, you know, when when people go on picks, and we we tell people every time we go on a pick, the exact same thing. If there's nothing special, We're we out. can walk away. There's no there's nothing in there. But I feel like a lot of times people go on picks and they say, "Well, we got to pick the best thing we taste." No, and then it's, sometimes it the may, best thing you taste it only tastes good because you tried twenty before it. They were terrible. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing. I mean, just like when we went to Starlight, I mean, we went through probably, no exaggeration, probably 30 barrels yeah. before we got to the one we said, okay, that one's special. Well, and we it, were ready to walk if they didn't have that last one. Yeah, and, we were. And, only, and nothing was bad. Nothing was special, though. And, and when, when you're buying for a, um, an on-premise establishment or even a bourbon club, Every single bottle needs to be able to hold its own. If yeah. you're going to tie your name to it and you want to build awareness of your club, of your of your establishment, whatever it is, if you want people to be able to trust what you're doing, you cannot let them down even once. No, no. Now, there's a, you know, people will talk about the wood hat picks. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, well, those weren't my favorite. It's like... I still think that they can hold their own because they were they're delicious. special. They yeah. were. They I mean, were. They, we told everybody, these are grain forward. These are made by such and such. They have this history, all this stuff. Those bottles are the only thing like it that you will ever get. Yeah. And that's the reason why we had chosen those for the club. And you know what? They're not everybody's jam. And we told them that they wouldn't be. And... The funny thing was, those sold out like that. Both, yeah. Both bottle or both yeah. barrels. So it didn't have, but you know, I say everything has to be special. It doesn't have to be a stag killer or anything like that. It doesn't have to be aged in a Weller foolproof barrel, which <laughs> is not a non existent thing. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be any of those things to be a good bottle yeah. that's worthy of somebody buying and putting on their shelf. Well, and that's the thing too, when you have clubs that do a lot of, um, a lot of picks um, and I'm not just talking about Indian bourbon club. I'm talking about all clubs that do a, a lot of picks you got to be careful what you pick because, you know, everyone can't buy every bottle. Yeah. And if you're doing 10, you know, some of these clubs do 10, 15 picks a, um, a year, you know, you're talking, you know, like Starlight, for example. Starlight bottles are now 75, 80 bucks. And it's like you can only do that so many times and people keep buying them. And, and at this rate, for anything over 60 for me, it's got to be able to hold its own. Honestly, yeah. it's got to be better than uh... – like just a regular backbone pick. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, exactly. And backbone, I don't care who you are. They're putting out hitters. Mm-hmm. 
Um, of course, well, they're also Peach Street, Peach Street yeah. for example. I mean, that's a sixty-five dollar bottle. I mean, it's a it's a great price point. Now, I think um, I think some of the picks have been up in that seventy-five to eighty dollar price price point. But uh, so okay, so this next one comes from the Bothers. They stopped yeah. and, and dropped these off. This is a um, um, this is a Maker's private Maker's select Mark pick. private select. They call it the best served with kernels. Yeah, is what it's called. This is what they say on it. it. says, here's what you're about to taste. Nose, creme brulee, toffee, orchard fruits. Taste, butterscotch, walnut, fudge. Creamy in texture with long roasty finish. 109.3. That adds up for makers in general. Um, that's a very common thing for them. So the state profile on this is five French cuvee, um, three makers 46, which uh, they're finally oh, ready to see that in the admit back. that... Uh, Makers 46 is just uh, French oak staves. And then uh, then they have two roasted French vanilla uh, oh, staves in there. I didn't even see it on the back. Yeah. Good job. Wow. He can read. I can read. All right. And I am notoriously not a Makers fan this at is true. all. I, I actually don't expect Rob to like this because it smells like Makers. On the nose to not me, nose. it is kind of... It's like, uh, and take this all with a grain of salt. We've been smoking a cigar. We've been through two rums. We've been through a whiskey we hated. Um, didn't hate didn't it. Hate it. We were disappointed by it. Yes. On the nose to me, it smells like peaches and cream cheese frosting. Yeah. It's definitely got that kind of, uh, that fruity sweetness on the nose, which I get on everything makers. Yeah. It just never equates to the palate for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the peaches on there, and it just... Uh, I'm getting that toffee. Like peaches, brown sugar. Yeah, I could see that toffee thing. Actually, it's not bad. I kind of like that. Good for you. I kind of like that. And there's Butterscotch, almost a, a peanutty quality there. They're calling it walnut there. Yeah, I can see it. Um, that's not bad. I kind of like that a lot. It definitely has that... Okay, now as it sits, that butterscotch is coming through. That might be the best makers I've had. Wow. Uh, I still haven't got your cellar, cellar finish. You I still coming. don't have a cellar, cellar aged either. That's something, too. If any of you guys have a, a hit on one of those cellar, he'll, he'll get it. He'll take it from me because he's been wanting one pretty bad. Yeah, but I don't want to pay 500 bucks no, for no, it. No, no, no. I, uh, I just Treat don't him have right. it like Give that. it to him for what you paid for. MSRP. The other thing is, is if you have a bottle and you'd like to sell me a sample of it or sell the show a sample of it yeah, at we'll a reasonable rate. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to get a two ounce sample from you just to try it on the show. And I'll be fair. As long as you're fair with me, I don't want to pay no hundred bucks for a sample right. of that bottle. It's well, and I will say that's something it. else um, that I've been thinking about a little bit too, is we've been doing a lot of these sample pours just to kind of give our opinions on things. Um, maybe, you know, some stuff we're getting in here if we can, but some stuff we can't get. If you have something out there that you love, that you've got, that you have, that you're willing to give up a sample for us to try on the show, we'd love to. We'll shout you out. We'll talk about hey, it. You know what? We'll also recommend cigars to go with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, this cigar, this cigar is going really nicely with this. Um, that, that toffee, butterscotchy kind of thing going is really playing nice with the spice level on this cigar. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That actually might be a great pairing together right there. I have found that a lot of the makers, uh, makers mark, the cash strength, the private selects, all those things go really well with cigars. I think weeders in general are kind of a great base palette for cigars just because they are much more gentle in the way that they present spice. Um, typically, they're over six years, so they have a little bit more refined um, sugar characteristics in there too. Uh, I think in general... You can almost say, yeah, if that's a reputable weeded bourbon over six years, there's a ton of cigars that are going to pair with that. Yeah. This this one is good. I really like this. And this cigar is spicy enough that it's adding something to, yeah, to, the, it is. to the whiskey. It is, because sometimes when you get spice, you want to actually have something that has a little sweetness on the other side to kind of counterbalance a little bit. Yeah. And this is working well with that. That's good. Yeah. Thank so you, bothers. Other pours that this Aladino Sumatra would work well with would be the uh, Starlight Ryan pour. Yep. I think that the old Clifty... Uh, the the brandies would go great yeah, with this. Either yes. of the brandies, either of specifically them. the Rye Port Barrel brandy. Yeah. Um, Barrel dovetail would go really the, well with I this. I think the new Elijah Craig pick would go well, too, with that yeah. vanilla cream soda yeah. thing going. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, Rob, I have taken down most of a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I uh, have not now. gone to much anything else. Oh, I know. Uh, recently, and... We've sold so much of it. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been going really well. And um, so I, and I will say we haven't talked about this yet because I just did it. Um, when I got back from vacation, you know, we've all been just kind of floored by all the reviews of the, in which we talked about on the last show, the Elijah Craig C923. Yeah. So I decided maybe the bottle we had was just a bad bottle. So I cracked our second bottle. Yeah. It's exactly the same. It's, I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, if you love it, great. I mean, it's, but it's just too much oak, too much oak. And it's tannic oak. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a similar oak profile that I'd get in like an Elijah Craig 18, where it's like the oak is sitting there by itself. But I felt like the 18 was even a little smoother than the, uh, than the 13, seven. I don't know. I have <laughs> never had a, uh, an Elijah Craig 18. I enjoyed yeah, I, well, I didn't enjoy it. I'm just saying I didn't feel like it was as oaky as this yeah, one. Yeah, but I, I think it's also because this is higher proof. Um, so true, true. Um, Elijah Craig 18, I just don't think stands a chance to be able to combat the oak. A lot of those sweet notes that are naturally in Elijah Craig are proofed out of it. Yeah, like they're just <laughs> watering it down. Sure, to get it to, uh, I think. EC18s in the 90s. Oh, is it really? So okay. Like, I it realized is, it was that it's low. lower. Um, and, you know. Because somebody tried that when we were on our pick, and I can't remember who it was now. Might have been Isaiah. No, he had oh. uh, Evan Williams 12. Oh, that's what I had, too. Which I, that was delicious. I had a bottle of that, and then I gave it to him for his birthday. So I don't have a bottle anymore. But we I just would need like to go down and do the Elijah Craig experience. Yeah. Or the Evan Williams experience. Well, we do have one more to try when we get done with this one, too. Um, this is a company called, it's Cleveland Whiskey Company. Um, this is their Wheat Penny. It's another weeded, weeded bourbon. Um, 
when he came in, he, he and I have to go through and, and really learn a lot more about what he was talking about, but they do, they do fast aging. And, you know, their claim is it tastes the same. And when I tasted it, it the other ones, not this one, the other ones, I'm like, they're not, they're good. They still taste, they still have that youngness to them, which they should. They're only in a barrel or they're only in that basically a yeah. um, pressure cooker kind of thing yeah. for a day, <laughs> 24 hours. And they're coming out dark like this in a day. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that can't be, that can't be natural. Um, this one though, this was their cast strength um, weeder. We'll try it here in a second. Um, oh, it's I thought a it was year good. old. It's a year old too. Oh. But they did the fast thing with it and then they aged it a year. So hmm. just, I mean, just, just try it, see what you think. I mean, I, it was the best thing they had. And I just, I picked up a couple of bottles cause I think, um, I think I had, I think both are was here, Mike. And I think he tried, he tried it and he said, Oh, I, I mean, for the price point, I mean, it's going to be under $10 for a pour. Um, he said, Oh yeah, I'd, I'd get that. And so I was okay. like, Oh, we'll, we'll bring it in here and see how it goes. How and it gives us another how much a pour. I think it's going to be like nine bucks a pour. Okay, so it could be another like cash strength old old fashioned contender. It could be, yeah, it could be, and we don't have any weeders and old fashions at this point. So uh-uh. that's that's so interesting. I uh, I a I appreciate smaller distilleries trying to cut their teeth and do something that others are not. Yeah, trying to do rapid aging um, in, in that way. I know that. Uh, like Old Forester does some uh, climate-type aging things where they'll heat things up and then cool them down very quickly. Uh, but, you know, everybody has to, has, has to have their claim to fame, and it probably helps them keep their uh, cost down significantly. So Yeah. Um, well, I'll go ahead and go on my, uh, my little rant for the, yeah. for the day since I haven't had a rant yet for a while. Yeah. Um, so one, something that really irritates me, <laughs> something that really irritates me is, um, there, there's a couple of podcasts out there that try to do like these, they're trying to anticipate and, um, what word am I looking for? Predict. Predict. Thank you. What's going to happen and in cigars or in whiskey or what? and what what kills me is like there's there's this one show and and again they they're doing a lot for the industry I I like the is guys it a they're good guys they're, from they're, New Hampshire yeah it's it's the it's the Cigar Authority podcast but you know they've been over the last few weeks talking about how you know sales are down and you know we're finally at the end of the cigar boom and blah 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 and all this stuff like that and too is I'm like all they're doing to me is they're creating a um, they're creating a basically their shop. They're telling their people, you need to slow down and stop buying cigars. And it's happening because they're telling their people it's happening. And it's like, so in the exact same week, they said that on the show that the sales are down, the boom's over. Cigar Aficionado posts out things says across the, across the nation, polling all the retailers, everyone says it's still up and still growing. And oh we can see that here. It's still growing. It's like, don't, you know, so my, my thought on that is if you listen to other podcasts and someone says, oh, this is happening, don't take it to heart. 
If no. you got money to buy cigars, go buy cigars. Absolutely. You know, if you don't, then don't. But don't. So why would they tell people tell to slow down buying? I don't know. I, I I don't get it. I feel like he wants to predict things, and then if it happens, he feels like he's special. Um, I don't know. I don't get it. Is it what he say? Like down. when the cigar boom like pops, that prices will drop, or you know what is. No, he's not really saying that as much as just it, it just I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand why why people do that. Which that was that's our um so Lisa just bought her a new car and that's the guy that sold it to us. So oh, okay. there you go. <laughs> I guess he decided to come by and have a cigar. So oh this uh this whiskey on the nose for me, this is that what what penny? Wheat penny. Wheat penny. Wheat whiskey. penny. On the nose to me. You know what it smells like? Manure? It smells like that 1931 rum. I don't think so. I think the 1931 smells better. I'm getting the same kind of... It has that funky, degrady thing that rums do, but it's... It's just high enough proof that it's off-putting to me on the nose. Taste it and see what you think. It's not bad. Smooth. But again, I'm not a weeder, so not your jam? It is not my jam. Okay. It is. I think in a mixed drink and a cocktail, yeah, you would not catch me sipping this neat. Yeah, um, you may be right. I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad about it. It's not bad. It, it just it's a does. Good, it's another, another weeder option for people to try in I, a new company. No, yeah. And the, the other thing is, like, to me, it does a lot of those sharper, um, those sharper alcohol notes in my mouth. Which is yeah. because it's young. It's because it's young. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't trick age. Even though you claim you can, you really can't trick age. Now, can you can you trick color and make it look like it's older? Sure. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. But I I, I get that same feeling as like, you know, it just tastes like a young, young weeder. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's it's off putting on any flavor to me. Um, I feel like it's just a kind of a for me, it's a smooth weeder. And again, I I haven't found too many weeders I like, so yeah, it's not my jam. It's a, it does have a certain viscosity on the palate that I enjoy. Yeah, um, it's definitely got the mouth-watering thing going, which I do like in whiskey. Again, it's just one of those things where it's like very promising. I, I, I would actually say that's more promising than the West Fork stuff. If you can do I that in so one too. year, let me try it in three. Exactly, exactly. So... I would love, and I think that's one of the things they are doing. They they do a lot of the rapid aging stuff, and things because they're young. But I think they're they're aging some stuff, the right the natural way. So we'll see what they do in the future. I mean, you have to, get you'd them have here to imagine that their distillate's really good for it to be as good as that is at one year. And are, what size barrels do you know? I think they said fifty threes. Yeah, I mean, sure in a 53 one year with rapid aging, they are working miracles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they tricking me? No. No. And that's that's the thing, too, is like, you know, one thing he did say that I didn't agree with, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus if you are listening to this. I don't think he is, but 
Um, you know, one of the things he says, you know, when people say that they can take, they can tell this is young, they're not, they're not, they're not being honest. I'm like, yeah, you, you can tell, you can tell, buddy. I don't think you've tasted enough whiskey. That, yeah, and I mean, I, and I get, you know, when it when it's your baby, yeah, you're gonna love it more than everybody else. Yes, you will, and you should. But I think for the per, for okay, let me back this up even further though. For the tr- just a regular whiskey drinker that's not nerding out like we do, they may love it. Yeah, maybe just exactly. They may not get the nuances of it at all, and that's fine. But for someone that actually tastes it and hunts it and does stuff like that, they're going to tell this this is a younger whiskey. So, uh, but I'm even the type to not even without an age statement. Like I have tasted a, a lot of the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof picks and said this was not ready. Mm-hmm. Like this could have used you know learning from alan bishop like this could have used a harsh winter yes like really done that and then i think it would have been great like and it could be a nine-year product already right but it's and some of those youthy notes are still there if it would have had a harsh harsher winter or a different change there like it could have been perfect so let me ask you this on our pick yeah you picked a different barrel um and it was from the deetsville location yes are you? Do you remember the taste on that Dietzville enough to know? Is it similar to the C923? Not cut the oak out. Okay. Is it similar? Because because that's one of the things Will and I were talking about. Is like, is it? Is this just maybe one of the Dietzville barrels that they had that was one of the best Dietzville barrels they had at a higher age, or no? Was it? Because I can't remember the Dietzville because I honestly just didn't like the Dietzville note. The thing was that I liked about that Deetsville barrel is it carried more of a rye spice. It gotcha. Just it, it was a little bit more medicinal, a little yep. bit more rye. And uh, at the end of our blind, I was fine with either one of them. It took me a while to figure out which one I preferred. Yeah. Um, but the thing, the other thing is with the Elijah Craig batches um, is that they're batches. There's no yeah. way that like people go crazy over the, the Deetsville location. And I say people go crazy. You have to be in this niche subgroup of big fan of Elijah Craig barrel proof picks to know about the Deetsville location. Yeah. People go crazy about those for their single barrels. And yeah, cause honestly, if I, we would have taken those two and blended our barrel with, with the Deetsville's, it could have been fantastic. Yeah. As a batch. Well, I mixed them in by itself. I mixed them in the glass and was like, this is tight. Oh, did you try it? Yeah, I mean it brought a lot of the sweetness from ours and more of the spice from the Deedsville. So it might have been a good balance. Yeah, but Heaven Hill's not gonna do that for you. No, Um, no. So you know, I don't think that it's a Deedsville thing in that um C nine twenty three. Uh it just wouldn't surprise me if they found a, a bunch of barrels that they were like, okay, this is what we're using. And I can't imagine that they'd go out of their way to say, oh, yeah, these ones for sure. Like, people love this specific flavor palette. Yeah. I think people like the Dietzville barrels so much just specifically because of the Rick House. Like, there's something special about that Rick House, or maybe it's a placement within the Rick House that makes a... Uh, I don't know, typically more balanced. There's a little bit more of an oak presence on those. But do they even release out what 
Rick Houster from? No, I didn't think uh -uh. so. So there's no so way to even the find out The that. Elijah Craig barrel proof C923 could be from every single one of their Rick houses because they made a ton of it. Mm -hmm. Like there could be thousands of barrels in that batch because I keep seeing it dropped around the area. Well, and that's the thing too is like it has an age statement of 13 years, seven months. That's the youngest whiskey in there. There could be 18-year-old stuff in there. And who yeah. knows what, what all was in it. So it could have just been, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like that they, they put that out there because they were tired of people saying, oh, everything's at 12-year, everything's at 12-year. And then they're like, oh, well, here you go, guys. Here's yeah. 13 years, yeah. seven months. Let's go. And, and everybody's going crazy over they, it. I, they I saw, still are. I saw one guy on uh, one of the local secondary pages, and he sold a uh, – C923, and a sample of an old Elijah Craig barrel-proof pirate bottle. I think it was a batch three or four. And he was in just, he had either posted about it or something else on, an, on another area, and he was like, I don't know who is comparing these, but they lied. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's I've never not, had the pirate barrel, I have, so I don't know. I have never either. I was not into whiskey at that time, and was not of age to buy when they were in the, <laughs> when they were in the uh, other bottles. But it was, it was just one of those things where, like, everybody's, oh, this is the best one since the pirate bottles. And those are coveted. Like, those will reach five, six, seven dollars $700 on secondary market because some of them are hazmats, and that was before being a hazmat was cool. So what's the C923 on secondary right now going for? It's right around 110 So it's dropped okay. down significantly. Okay. Yeah. Because I was down at a, a liquor store down in Florida, and I went in there, and I was told that they had a lot of harder-to-find stuff. Well, yeah, they do. It's stupid price, too. Oh, yeah. They had, I think they had the, the, um, nine, or the C923 for, like, 200 bucks, Jesus. 220 or something like that. They had Stag, the, the 2023, the first, or the 2022, the first one, the A. Yeah. They had that one for, I think it was 269 <sighs> And it's like, the guy's like, oh, hey, you want to? I'm like, not for that. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, that's insane. I was like, how long has it been up there? He's like, oh, it's been up there for a little while. I'm like, yeah, no one's going to pay that for it. Yeah. I mean, even on vacation, you're not going to pay 270 bucks for a freaking stag. Yeah, but I mean. Even though I love stag, I would not I wouldn't. In a retail establishment, I would never pay over 100 for it. Yeah. I just, like, knowing what they are, even, even, the, uh, even the, the picks, like, I know the wholesale cost and how they come in. Yeah. You are making, I mean, that dude is making four times yeah. on that bottle. Like, well, and that's, that's another, that, that just doesn't make sense to me, too. If you're in an area where people are buying stuff crazy like that, you know what? We're, we're in America, do whatever the hell you want to. I won't buy it, but someone will. Yeah. But for the most part, you're actually letting something sit on your shelf for six months before you sell it. That's not a good business model. No. You know, sell it for a lower price and make your money and buy something else. If he marked those to $150, he would still make, uh, well, his profit would be just the same price as the About bottle. double. About yeah. double. Yeah. And, uh, and that, and He'd honestly, still be making out like a bandit, and somebody would buy that within a month. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, even, even at that 110, 120 price point, you know, I would consider it if it's one I don't have. 
But now, I, now I'm I would at, consider it if, if I were on vacation, it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because um, on secondary, the lowest I've seen them lately is 220. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're releasing so many now that the secondary value's gone down. I, I remember last year they were closer to 350. Yeah. But uh, between the uh, the store picks and the batches that they're doing that are now numbered and everything. Coming down in price because the market is being flooded. It is. It is. And uh, that's why you're starting we love to, to see, see it. everybody that's, you know, finally getting their bottle of E.H. Taylor small batch and finally getting their bottle of, of Sazerac and all these things that should be easy to get, but they're finally able Which to get Which re- regular old Sazerac rye is sitting on shelves around here. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Which and you it used to be. not be able to find it. But it should be. Buffalo Trace. Well, you want Buffalo Trace, rye. go buy Buffalo Trace because you can yeah. buy it everywhere now and it's cheap. Yeah. So. I think the only reason Buffalo Trace was in shortage for a little while at the beginning of this year was just because of the distributor change. Yeah. And uh, RNDC was selling up what they had before all the stores were switching over to ordering from Johnson Brothers. Could be. Could be. But I will say Johnson's got a little bit more product out there now, and they're starting to release it to people. And oh, they definitely you're are. You're going to start seeing Weller's a lot more, which you already are. You're starting to see Weller pop up everywhere now, and um, it probably won't be too long. You can start getting the Antique 107s and some of those yeah. easy, too. So it's coming. It's yeah. coming. Oh, it's coming. It'll, it'll be here soon. So. so fuel. I got my fuel game, yeah. fuel game tonight, opening night tonight. Um we're going out there because one of the main reasons we're going, obviously we're fuel fans, but second, we're sponsoring the third period. So tonight we get to see how they blast our name out there at the, at the arena. So you we're going to video about it that. and post it. I'm going to, Heck yes. Yeah. As long as like something I can actually figure out how to make it look good. Cause it's actually the ring of fire going around it. So we'll figure it out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you so going to smoke a cigar in the arena? No, no, probably no. not. Probably not. Just bring your jewel. <laughs> no, I don't think you can even do that. Yeah, you shouldn't not. be able to, but... And that's a joke. Rob does not vape. No, I do not vape. No, no. No, this... So, on this cigar, I'm I'm getting towards the end of the second third. You're probably getting close to the third. third. Yeah. yeah. Um, it mellows out. That, that spice doesn't stay near as strong uh, as it does in the beginning. Um, I feel like this is probably still one of the more full-bodied, minus the Corojo Reserva. I think the, it's more full body. It might early on. I think it is now. I don't know if it really still is, but it could be. Yeah. Um, this definitely is a, a little bit of a, a venture away from the traditional totally. Aladino, which again, Aladino. That's one one knock people have given Aladino in the past was everything is so mild and everything's mild. That's fine because a lot of people love those cigars and they want to smoke some a little milder. This I think just k- kicks them up a notch. And uh, allows some of the smokers to enjoy the Nicaraguan tobacco that might be a little bit stronger to enjoy their cigars. And this one here definitely fits the bill for that. And I'm I'm really loving it. We've got we got a bunch of boxes. Um, I'm sure we won't sell out of them during the during the um, event tomorrow. So when this airs, if you haven't tried it yet, come in and try these. We're gonna have plenty of them available. Um, and honestly, everyone that smoked one so far has absolutely loved it. Yeah. So I think I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a winner and it's you know, super enjoyable. That's one thing I that I feel like um, Aladino does different than some other brands do. Some brands will go out there and do limited editions, and that's it. You're never gonna do it again. I feel like what what they do with um, limited editions are they're testing the market. Yeah. And if it if it goes well, 
you know, they'll bring it back in some way, some fashion. So this could be something down the road, maybe even more. Or maybe they're just testing out the, the filler and binder on it, too. Give me an Elegante, Trey Mack and Houston. Oh, this could be an amazing Elegante. Heck yeah. Absolutely, Heck yeah. yeah. So anything else you want to share today? No, I don't think so. I think I think we should be good. All right, we're good to go. About wrap it up. Wrap yeah. her up, baby. So, uh, I mean, really, thanks for tuning in on our vacation, talking yeah. about stuff. Sorry yeah. if we made you jealous, but you're talking <laughs> about two boys that haven't been on vacation in forever. Forever, yes. So, Yep. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. And, uh, again, you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. You can find me on Instagram at The Whiskey Pastor. Be sure to follow us, leave a review, like, comment, subscribe, all the things on YouTube. Um, it We've been growing yes. recently, and uh, that's due to you guys, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. And, you know, get out and get out. If you want to go to a, a fun sporting event, go out and see the fuel um see see our you know how we're sponsoring them and um just get out and support them support your local teams that's what yep. we love to do and by the way go abs we're four and oh baby go abs. four and oh go so. abs. all right cool. thanks a lot guys we'll see you next week cheers cheers Our wonderful new table is brought to you by Deadwood Live. That's D-E-D Wood Live. Go check them out on Facebook and see what Derek can do for you. From bars to tabletops to a giant podcast table, they specialize in making super high quality furniture from live edge woods and reused barrels. So reach out to them on Facebook and see what they can do for you.